You ever think about quitting? It's the combat of life hammering the snot out of you. Well, stand by, dig in deep, and get ready to get fired up with us. Welcome to the Team Never Quit Podcast, the number one podcast that inspires you to fight on. I'm your host, David Rutt Rutherford, here with Mr. Never Quit himself, Marcus Luttrell. Our mission is to help you embrace the suck of life, to teach you the values of working your ass off, and to interview the most hard-charging people on planet Earth. We know life is hard. It's time for you to suck it up, buttercup, and let us teach you to persevere in every environment imaginable by sharing real-world lessons learned by those who never quit. That's right. It's time, Marcus, for us to help them defeat the well, negative you insurgency me up, man. in their you lives. Fire me up. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's roll. Let's roll. All right, Marcus Luttrell and David Rutherford, we are back at you. And I'm telling you what, I am so fired up, and I know I say that every time, but I just can't but help you my... Are. But I am, man. I, you I, truly I, are. I feel, Marcus, every day I wake up, take that deep breath, check out my opposable thumbs, I'm fired up, bro. You are, and, and I'm not. And I'm, <laughs> yeah, you know that deal? I mean, I, it's, I have those days, man, and that's the beautiful part about this. It doesn't matter. I, as soon as I come up here, it's... You're fired up, so I get fired up. And I love that. And I see the energy get yeah. going. And then I hear the stories about how your granddaddy told you this or or down to an, an old coon dog can't hunt or all those stories that I just love about you because you get fired up too. And I was telling Melanie, I go, you know, I, I was walking around. I, was, I go, man, I'm just doing this, just being up. Up, up there and doing that with Rhett, man, I'm fired up. Like, I, I'll do it. I mean, <laughs> Amen, I, I worked brother. twice as hard yes, the other day than I, than I, than I normally do. <laughs> I love it, dude. Well, well, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, if you're here tuning in and this is the first time you're, you're listening to the Team Never Quit podcast, we're blessed to have you. We feel real fortunate and privileged to be able to take our incredible experiences in our lives, to take all the stories, all the hardships, all the, the pain and suffering, all the, the, the joy and, and elation of getting to where we got and seeing what we've seen and bringing it to you, bringing it to you, the listener, to help teach you what the never quit mindset is all about. And our lives that we've been through and the people that we bring on here is, is perfect for what we're trying to do because we've been all the way to the, to the dark side and, and now we're sitting on the, in the light and it's just uh it's, it's not a secret how you do that. And, and that's what people think. That's yeah, what, that's yeah, what, that's like, what I people can't think. do this. I, I'm in a situation that I, I, that no one else has been in. Well, if, if that's the case, come on, come on, tell us about it. We want to hear it because I mean, and that's what the show's about, right? We want to hear the stories. We want to we want to take those stories. We want to tell those stories. We want to teach you, our listeners, the greatest stories out there from the never quit mindset, from the never quit attitude, from the never quit spirit. And that's what our mission is. Our mission is to spread the never quit message across the country and around the world, helping people come out of that abyss, helping them climb out of that hole to give them purpose in life, Marcus, to help them realize the blessings that we have today, how we got here and how they can do the same thing. Normal people who went through everyday normal things that people do came out to be exceptional on the other side and and how they did it. And that's what I, that's what my favorite part about what we do is. 
We're not talking like we're all. I mean, we're just, help you. What you're going to learn here is to help you with the grind, the grind, the pain, right? The positive application of pain in your life, and and that's why we're here. And we do that in three different ways on the TNQ podcast show. Right, And those ways are, first, we like to always talk a little historical moment. We talk about a historical figure in history or a moment or a battle or something that will get your juices flowing, to get you thinking. And it's a reference point, a starting point for you to start to get out there and realize that this stuff has been going on since we stood upright. And so we tell a little historical story. Then we move into the interview itself where we have these great guests on and, and they share their never quit story or the, the, their never quit life story or whatever it might be to help inspire you and where their influences came from. Who were the people that got under their skin and forced them to stay down and, and, and not and bang out those pushups until they learned what was going on? How true is that though? It's, it's when you talk to people like that, it's, it's the guy that was, or the girl that was, that was giving them the hard time that they felt was, was cu- coming <laughs> down on them. And the next thing you know, you're like, man, I, I don't like saying this because I sure don't like that guy even to this day. But well, how many times have you said this in your life that the greatest lessons I've learned, I learned the hard way. Right. Learn it the hard way. So you can do it the easy way, right? Right. That's what my favorite saying, one of my favorite sayings that you that you give everybody is. All right. So we have that portion. And then after we end this section of the show, we break contact and we come back on our web page, right? And our web page is the TNQpodcast.com. That's TNQpodcast.com, where we get into the after actions report. And that's the nitty gritty, right? Lessons learned. The lessons learned. How, how to apply it. How, our perspective on how to apply it. Our perspective on what, I mean, if we were in that situation that that person was in, how we would have got out of it. Right. And and our guests get it and they give you the down and dirty. They get into it and they say, hey, this is what I do every day. Not when the not when the lights are flashing and and, and everybody's high-fiving, right? And everybody's cracking beers because we just did the, the glorious thing. No, it's in the grind. It's where it really sucks. And their, uh, their ability to embrace that suck, embrace their fears, and charge forth. That's the good stuff, isn't it? Yeah. So today's guest is a guy that does that. In a, in a really amazing way. I mean, I'm really, I feel very proud and privileged to have this guy on who I was introduced through another quality guy, a guy named Lex McMahon introduced me to uh, a gentleman by the name of Nick Palmasano, the owner of Ranger Up, uh, the future star, producer, editor of the movie Range 15, which is coming out here soon. And by the way, my good friend Marcus Luttrell stars in, I should say. Uh, yeah, keep your eyes open. Don't leave for popcorn. <laughs> that's the matter cl- of fact. Don't don't look over at your date and say, "Hey, you know that's Mark." <laughs> don't even do that. A little cliffhanger for you. That movie's coming out on June fifteenth, and Nick will tell more about that. And and we're gonna have Nick on to share his never quit story with all y'all, which is really amazing and, it, and it's inspiring. And it's got a, I mean, he's just a wealth of knowledge on so many different fronts. I mean, he's one of those freaky, smart, smart ranger officers. Right. Isn't so it? When, we're, when we're in the uniform and walking around, I'm like, hey, man, you know, you, you probably could have been out and got out and done this. Yeah, that guy, exactly. That guy, right? We have them, right? The ones that you're like, man, you, probably a lot of other things you could be doing out here besides slinging lead. And that's the beauty of him. I know. And, and there's been tons of guys like that like, no, throughout not. history, Yeah, there probably right? was, but that's not what I want to do. Well, right, exactly, exactly. And and thank goodness that, you know, he had that spirit in him. And, and so we're going to get right into the historical guy, 
right, the, the dude that I want to bring up for this, and I think it's apropos because Nick's coming on the show, and he's a he's a he's a a, a dedicated entrepreneur. I mean, he's right. a really successful guy. So the historical person that we want to talk about is is Fred Savage, or not Fred Savage, sorry, Fred Smith. We're talking Smith. about him, too. Yeah, yeah from the Wonder, Wonder years, years, right? He's pretty badass, I think, but but not as badass as this guy. Fred Smith, who is the C- founder and CEO of FedEx. Now, a lot of people, if, if you don't know your sto- his story, it's pretty remarkable. Now, the one interesting thing is, is Fred, yeah, Fred... He grew up in a blessed life, right? His family, they're the ones who introduced, they, they started Dixie Greyhound Lines. They had the, uh, the Smith Motor Coach, Coach Company, the Tottle House. I mean, this guy, this kid was, well, he was privileged, right? He went to Presbyterian Day School. He went to Memphis University. He even went to Yale. But don't hold all that against him. I, I don't get that. Well, well, I mean, when you when people list out that, those accolades and it's just kind of like, man, you know, they kind of say something negative. That's great. Right. Those are the hardest. That's the hardest stuff to get into. And I, I don't think it's kind of one of them deals. Those schools, when you talk about this, not you, you got to do a little bit more than pay pay the money to yeah, get in there. And you that's gotta, what the misconception I mean, maybe is, to right? Get in there, but to stay in there is a different story. Well, brother, I, I you know I had the crazy fortune. I went to some prep schools in my life. I went to one of the top prep schools that a postgraduate that there in Connecticut. I knew you. See how that feeling, right? That just brought me right down because right? you were yeah. not. What everyone thinks that's and now, we know a lot of prep school guys and I'm like, hey, look, man, I don't know. I mean, maybe back in the day that was fair to say that, but not now. Yeah. Because and this guy was the perfect example because not only did he go there, did he did he excel there? He was in the skull and bones at Yale, which is has some really amazing guys that were members. Incredible George W. Bush, your buddy was 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 in there in the skull and bones. But you know, when he got out, man, you know, he was commissioned as a US Marine Corps officer. Right. And became a pilot. Right. Who flew in Vietnam. I mean, this guy is a pretty remarkable guy. And in the Marine Corps, it doesn't matter if you're if you if you come from a lot of money at all, because as soon as you join a Corps, you're a Marine, you're, you're not a Marine, yeah, you're not a billionaire kid or, or nothing or, you're straight up Marine. Oh, and that's what I love about those guys, man. All oh. the Marines that I worked with, man, they were hard chargers. It was like they have this uncanny ability to just put everybody on an even playing field. Right. I mean, to the from the top to bottom. Even you're standing next to a dude. Even if he's not the hardest dude on the planet, he thinks he is. Right. That's right. a great part. Of, when you show the Marines show up, like, oh, man, they're gonna go. And we knew a couple dudes like that in the teams, right? Right. That came from privilege, and they, oh, uh, yeah. and they, and they were a lot of them. A lot of them, but they were as hardworking yeah. as anybody else, weren't they? Yeah, it didn't matter because when we were out there getting beat, I mean, they were suffering just like we were. <laughs> pain is pain, That's right? <laughs> I don't know any faces or anything like that. So the guy, Fred Smith, what's an incredible story is the guy flew 200 combat missions in Vietnam. I mean, really amazing. The guy had a silver star, bronze star, two purple hearts. I mean, this guy really put out for the country. And when he came back and he got back out, what the amazing thing was is that he inherited $4 million from his family. And, and you know, if you want to kind of contextualize that nowadays, that's about $23 million nowadays. Um, and he raised he he raised some other money and he started FedEx, Federal yeah. Express, right? FedEx and 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 in the beginning they were small little company. They only had twenty or fourteen Falcon twenties. They it was a regional thing delivery. Everybody thought they were crazy, right? Because yeah. why in hell would you want to take on a U.S. Postal Service? Oh yeah, uh, that's a big deal, right? I mean they they owned the way the mail traveled. Yeah. They owned it. 
They own the way the mail trap, but he didn't mail. care. That's why they call it the mail. Right. Right? I mean, right, right, yeah. call it fly, fly, because that's all it does. <laughs> I don't have any other gifts, right? Oh, mail so, is the mail. Mail is the mail. I love it. So this guy went against everybody saying that you're going to fail. You're, it ain't going to work. There's no way you're going to be successful. He raised some money. He got a bunch of venture capital, built this thing in to where it is the biggest, the biggest shipping company in the world. Right. I mean, it, it's it's unbelievable what they do every day. And and what's interesting, if you ever get into some some, you read some of his interviews and all that and you know, his experiences in his life, and he invested it into his people, his company, and that's why he's at the top. And, I mean, in himself, in the beginning. In and himself. I mean, you got, and that's important. you got to believe in yourself. I mean, you that's a huge component of that never-quit mindset, isn't right. it? Right. And I, I look, when it, the way I look at this, his dad gave him how much? Uh, it was $4 million. $4 million. And he took $4 million and turned it into... What? Billions, billions, right? FedEx is multi-billionaire. I don't know too many billionaires, but if they're if they're that way, I'm sure there's a lot of people who benefit from that. <laughs> my, my dad gave me a hundred bucks, hundred dollars, and I turned, you know, and it turned into a thousand, and and that, that was a big deal. He's proud of me. Right. I'm sure that guy's dad's proud of him. It's real easy when you start hearing those numbers. Well, he started with four million dollars, yeah, but but he turned it into billions, 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 so and that's that's what we're talking. That's about. the motivation right there. Right. I mean, good it, on right. you, man. And he didn't let all the money or all the bullet BS, the background, the heritage. He didn't let that distract him. He was focused. And what he what he created is beneficial to everyone. Yeah, how many million, FedEx packages you get every day? Every day, day. I, I see more packages coming to this HQ than anything. Yeah, it's squared away, right? It works. I get them. <laughs> you get them. So man. not only did he create something, he created something that works. I love it. I love it. On Good a, job. On a, on a Good vision. job, man. Yeah, bravo you know Zulu, yeah. Fred. Bravo, bravo Zulu. Zulu. So, you know, let's move into our interview. And again, Nick Palmasano, owner of Ranger Up, you know, the, the apparel company of, of the famous uh, YouTube videos. I mean, he's got Jack down there with him. I mean, they have the damn few. If you haven't heard him, go check him out at RangerUp.com. They, they look like they're having more fun than we are. Oh, well, so far. Right, I mean, yeah, exactly. I don't know about you, yeah. though, but I'm having a good time right I mean, now. Yeah, we're, you know, we're behind the desk. They get to <laughs> roll out helicopter. I mean, they're having a lot of fun. They, they, they've taken it further than we have. I, right, for, for now. For uh, now. Exactly. Because <laughs> ultimately, I mean, we'd be out there having a lot to do that, too, oh, right? Wait, wait till we do yeah. the TNQ yeah. TV show, right? Yeah. yeah. We'll do our rap battle. Us against, uh... <laughs> It'll be TNQ epic rap battle versus Ranger up at R15, <laughs> right? All right. So without further ado, we'd like to have Mr. Nick Palmisano on. I'll tell you what is going through my mind now, all right? So there I was in the Congo. Wait a minute, that's not the right one. So the, the one I'm actually thinking about is... is That Agent Orange. That is that little... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's the one. But what I really is going through my head again is just how privileged we are to be doing this, Marcus. Because the caliber of human beings that are coming onto this show to help our guests find that never quit mindset are off the charts. And just to give a little brief back personalized with, with Nick and I, Nick was introduced to me through this guy, Lex McMahon, wonderful human beings, got one of the biggest hearts I ever known, former Marine, brilliant guy. Um, and he, we did this mobile arrow fest thing 
and he keeps telling me about Nick and Nick and, and Nick and how he helped me in my dark times and how Nick is, you know, is always there for me and Nick and Nick. I'm like, who, what is this dude? I, I, I'm going to stoke to meet him. And so we show up and, and I, I hate to admit it, but Mobile Air Fest was not a, a smashing success. But Nick was like the most positive dude. Like, I'm just here to support him and I'm going to support other buddy else. And it like instantaneously, you just saw how awesome Nick Palmasano is. So, ladies and gentlemen, we want to, we're really privileged to welcome to the show Nick Palmasano, owner of Ranger Up, you know, genius extraordinaire, YouTube sensation, and your acting skills, I will say. I was duly impressed the other day when you showed me a little clip, brother. Well, thanks for having me, man. I think uh, pretty much everything that you said was probably built up a little too much, but that is your way. That's the David Rutherford <laughs> magic. You feel like a hero. That's why you, you come on here. I mean, <laughs> that is why I come here every day is because, I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. As soon as he starts that, uh, and this isn't just on the radio, man. This is when he walks in the door, and I, I, I'm just like, that's what I needed. <laughs> I needed the rut. I, was in, I needed the, the rut. First, I needed to get in the rut. The, the first time I met him, uh, like for about, about the first three or four hours, I was like, you know, who is this guy? <laughs> like, like I didn't buy it. I was like, this is this is an incredibly, you know, high level act. It, yeah, but then, he, he like, could be a magnificent know, asshole. If this is the fourth time a you meet him. The fifth time you meet him, and it's like, wow, this this guy really is this happy about life. You know, <laughs> like it's uh, it's infectious. Awesome, man. That's... I'm not that good. I'm not that positive. <laughs> no, I'm not either, man. I'm like, ah, dang. Awesome. <laughs> That's so awesome. All right. So, Nick, one of the great ways that we start off these these amazing interviews with these wonderful human beings that are just blessing all our listeners with these incredible stories is, is we like to have a little fun first. So what we did is we created a mad minute for you. Just, uh, just, and I know your brain is like on overload from what you're doing and editing and all that, but, but we're gonna hit you up because I yeah, know you're, you're gonna get, you're gonna get like really lame, slow answers. <laughs> well, it's that's perfect like that you say it like that because we're like yellow. <laughs> yeah. When we bring non-military on, it's to to let them know that that this is come on, man, it's gonna be fun. We're breaking the ice. When when guys like you come on, it's because. This is going to be an interesting, uh, I mean, it's going to be different. Awesome. All right. All right. So stand by. Let me put on my timer here. Standing. All right. All right. You're in bed, dude. I can tell. <laughs> all right. Stand by. Three, two, one, begin. All right. Where'd you grow up? Uh, I, I was born in Providence, Rhode Island. I grew up in Naples, Italy. I went to middle school and uh, high school in Somerset, Massachusetts. Check. If you had to watch a movie more than once, or you have, what's the movie that you've worn out? Uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Oh! <laughs> Jack Burton. <laughs> That's why I love him, man. I love it. All right. All right. If you had to fight one, who would you fight? Stallone or Schwarzenegger? I would fight uh, Schwarzenegger. Damn. The first one they said Schwarzenegger. I love it. Why? Yeah, for sure. Little guy, little guys like me, uh, you know, I've I've spent my whole life fighting big guys. You know, they always think they can take out the little guy, so I'm better at fighting big guys. <laughs> there you yeah, have it. Yeah. There you have it. I knew there was some logic behind it, right? All right. You hear that, Latrell? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I've had my ass whipped plenty of times by by dudes a lot smaller than me, man. That's that's oh, why I'm humble. Uh, remind me one of these days to tell you the story about the one arm bandit who was about the one-armed midget bandit at Denison University who broke my nose. All right. All right. So next question. All right. The person who you'd most like to get drunk with, past, present, or future? George Washington. 
badass. I love that. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. If you were president for one day, what would you do? I would eliminate political parties and I would impose term limits. Love it. I love it. Now, granted, you can't actually do that because I'd have to get it through Congress, but it's more like if I was king for a day. Hey, brother, this is this. Everything's possible in this little in this circle of trust right here. So you're good. (laughs) All right. Next Beatles, Rolling Stones or Led Zeppelin. Uh, Beatles. They kicked it all. They really kicked it all off. You know, I love Led Zeppelin. I love the Stones. But, you know, uh, the Beatles just had epic albums and they so much original stuff. Just just I got to go with the Beatles. Awesome. All right. All right. What's the world's best vacation spot? Uh, wherever, whenever, wherever you are with great people. That's cool. I've That's... had a blast everywhere. So I'm not even going to, uh, you know, I've had a blast in the mountains, on the beach, and, you know, shitty locations. When you're with great people, it's a good time. Awesome. That's squared away. All right. What would be your dream? If you weren't doing what you're doing right now, what would be your dream career? That's so hard, man. Um, I love writing. I haven't written a book yet. Uh, that's something that I'd love to do. But, uh, you know, for a long time, making a movie was my was my dream on the horizon. And uh, we're, we're knocking that out right now. So uh, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. Like, you, you kind of have me stumped there. Like, I, I want to get through this one first. I love it. I love it. All right. Last question is, what's your greatest achievement? Uh, I think I'm a good dad. I know that's cheesy. No, uh, no, no, but, not in this crew. Uh, yeah, not here. But I, I think I'm, I think I'm a really good dad. Because uh, I, I, I look that, at Melanie every day, and I'm like, I'm a terrible dad. Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> Is it because you you drop them down outside and no, spray them with it's, a hose? No, no, it's little things. Like I forget to put one of the shoes on when I take them to school, and, or, or you know, I forget to pack the lunch for one of them. Well, or, I know. I sent I sent my daughter to school in. Uh, I thought they were. I thought they were leggings, but they were just like really thick pantyhose. <laughs> so that was a, that was a mean, special dad. We could literally, you know, like she, literally do. Oh, like go ahead. I'm sorry, brother. <laughs> like my wife got back. Uh, she she had been on a trip. She got back in time for the kids to get home, and she's like, "Did she really go to school like that?" I'm like, "What? They're tights." Like these are pantyhose. Thank you. <laughs> pantyhose. No, I mean, it's like a horribly embarrassing moment for, her. so uh, it's not like I peg out on 10 on the dad meter or anything, but I <laughs> hey, try. We, you got some work to do. We could literally do a whole segment on <laughs> awesome dad moments because my look, but my favorite routine as I love being a dad is I get up in the morning, I feed them breakfast, take them to school. I mean, that's uh, that all that's putting them to bed, the bathing and stuff like that. So the screw ups are monumental. They are. Oh, yeah. And I, you know, you're telling anybody about them. Yeah. I, I love it. hilarious, man. All right. All right. So that's that's the end of the Mad Minute. It's actually a lot longer than a minute, but that's – who cares, right? Yeah, that so, was a, <laughs> yeah you sold that incorrectly. I, I, and you know I do. I, sometimes I, I oversell a little bit. Uh, all right. So th- we're going to get to the part where, why people are tuning in and why people w- are coming to the show and what they're looking for is, you know, they, they – they trust us. They trust the people we're bringing on, and because we have this ultimate respect for the people that come on, we really want to help who's ever out there struggling to find their never quit mindset. So, Nick, what is your greatest never quit story? So, you know, like you were saying earlier, um, there isn't really one moment 
You know, there are a lot of moments in life where you you kind of hit these roadblocks or you hit low points. Um, so, you know, I, I might have a couple for you, but I'll, I'll start with, uh, you know, just just the idea of starting a Ranger Up in the first place, which is which is the clothing company that I own. Um, I, I got out of the military and I, uh, I was attending grad school and that was a huge transition. So right. I went from like the egalitarian meritocracy of the military where everybody has the same goal. You're, you're trying to accomplish a mission and um, you have each other's backs for the most part. You know, like it's a place where you really can trust each other Right. to a place where I'd say about 80 percent of the of the kids that I was in school with were very wealthy. You know, I had multiple classmates whose parents owned private jets um, and they just they just had a different outlook. This doesn't make them bad people. This doesn't it doesn't do anything like that. I'm not I'm not judging, um, but they were going to be successful in life no matter what. Uh, and that's not the kind of people that I was used to being around. Yeah. Uh, my dad was a uh, was an immigrant from Italy. You know, he volunteered for Vietnam. He uh, he used the GI Bill to go to college um, like, you know, I come from a, of a, from a family that, that like we were middle class because my parents worked their asses off, but they grew up poor. So I'm, I'm a generation away from, from like poverty. Yeah. And, um, because of that, my outlook is very different. So I show up Absolutely. at this place and I, I don't really have a lot in common with most of them. So, you know, to, to kind of stay balanced, I volunteered with the ROTC. I, I was teaching them MMA. I was teaching them small unit tactics. It was just a cool way to stay involved. Right. And um, they were always complaining about not having cool T-shirts. Like everything in the military was skulls and snakes and death yeah. from above and over the top <laughs> shit. That like if you're not a biker or a private, like you don't need to be wearing this stuff. <laughs> and uh, so. So I started making funny shirts at Mike, you know, I'd buy like white t-shirts from Michaels and, uh, like some heat presses and I, with an iron, I'd make funny shirts for my students. And this, I wasn't selling them. I was just giving them to my students and they thought the, the slogans and stuff were really funny. And, you know, they recommended that I, that I open up a store online. Right. Well, about, about this time I was, uh, I was working in corporate America, but I was still volunteering for, uh, with the, with the Duke ROTC. And um, I thought that might be a cool idea because I was doing well at, at, in my new career, but um, I didn't enjoy it. It was probably the first time in my life where I didn't feel like I was advancing myself as a human being. Yeah. I was advancing my career. I was making more money. Uh, I was doing very well, but I didn't feel like I was getting any better. And that is a really hollow feeling. Right. Um, so I kicked off this this hobby and immediately I was getting – I was getting emails from Iraq and Afghanistan and guys are saying, this is awesome. Thanks for doing this. It's cool to know there are other people with my sense of humor. <laughs> um, and then I started making silly videos and people loved those even more. And I really loved my hobby. Yeah. Well, about a year into this, my life became, I, I would be at work from, you know, 7 a.m. till 6 p.m. or later, I'd come home. I'd have dinner and then I would work on Ranger Up from, you know, eight o'clock until three in the morning, get a couple hours sleep and do it all over again. Wow. Um, and all of my passion was around Ranger Up, but 
I no one in my family had ever made the money I was making working for a you know a Fortune 100 company. Right. So I was 29 years old. I was making a, about a quarter million dollars a year, and I on a Friday I found out that I was about to get a promotion that was going to mean you know between compensation and bonuses another hundred thousand dollars a year. Wow. Uh, which was just insane money. Like it was, you know, I was I was 29. I wasn't checking my checking account to see if there was money in there. Um, I could buy whatever I wanted, and, and I'm also a guy that doesn't want anything. Like I don't buy any. Like I don't buy anything. I I buy like alcohol and DVDs, and that's it. <laughs> like I have no major investments. In yeah, I got that right here um, on the checklist too. Check. Yeah. Just, yeah. So it. so it was like you know. I thought when I was younger that I wanted to be like a wealthy person, but, um, you know, starting to become financially successful brought me no happiness. Yeah. So I went, I thought about it all weekend and on Monday I came in and I told, told my boss that I was going to be leaving and I gave him notice. Oh, wow. And that basically floored my family, uh, floored everybody I knew. Um, you know, they, they were like, so let me get this straight. You're going to give up this insane successful career to go sell t-shirts yep and i was like yeah you know i just that's what i want to yep. do um, and so you know i i made that decision and i i walked out of that place and um i had planned for about uh nine months of being able to live the way i was living before there were any issues maybe a year if we were you know if we were careful and you know, and that was not including touching mutual funds and all that stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, a few months later, I was I was getting separated and then divorced. And that that plan kind of fell apart really quickly. Right. Uh, and um, <clears throat> and also, you know, the you know, business has highs and lows and there was a little bit of a low point. And so, you know, fast forward a little while later and, um, you know, I was divorced. Uh, the company was not making enough to pay me. I had uh, sold all my mutual funds. I had two credit cards that were maxed to the tune of roughly fifty thousand dollars. Oh wow! Um, and I was in a real bad spot. And yeah. I had about thirteen hundred dollars in my account. I was a I was a single dad with two kids. I was renting two rooms from a friend of mine, one for me and one for the kids. And um, uh, you know, because my ex was transitioning to a new career, I had the kids most of the time for about two years. And uh, it was it was insane. It was just a low point. I went from really being able to do whatever I wanted financially to really starting to think, can I take care of my kids? Oh, wow. You know? Oh, yeah, man. Um, and uh, at the same period of time, I had a very wealthy individual that wanted to move into the MMA space, offer me $3 million for my company. Hmm. And we weren't worth $3 million. And I knew it. I knew that, uh, I knew that, um, this was a good way out of every problem that I had, mm -hmm. but it also isn't what I wanted. It isn't, it, it wasn't, like I did, I wasn't in business because I wanted to make money off of Ranger Up. Mm -hmm. I was in business because before Ranger Up, my professional life had no meaning. Right. And <clears throat> sure. I wanted life to have meaning. I wanted to build something that was worthwhile. I wanted to build something the community could be proud of. That's and cool. um, so I said no. I doubled down on my effort. I was I was preparing to take a job, kind of working at 
you know, a restaurant or consulting or doing whatever just to kind of bring in a little extra income so that I could at least, you know, manage my financial situation without, you know, having to, you know, borrow money from anybody. Um, and, uh, and I was just on that, on that plan. And the next month I was fortunate. I had 1350, uh, in the bank and the next month I had 1500 and, uh, uh, 18 months later, I was I was buying a, a house. It was wow. it was really like a crazy, <laughs> a crazy period of, you know, the high of being a successful, um, y- you know, young executive to the low of, you know, being really on the brink of like bankruptcy to suddenly, you know, life was really good again, and I was I was in a great position, and I was doing what I loved. But, um, you know, the easy way to kind of finish this story is like, oh, now everything's great and I'm, a, I'm a, you know, a hero. And the moral of the story is work hard and you'll get through it and life will be easy. Yeah, but the reality yeah, yeah. is that since that moment, I've had, I don't know, six more crises in business. Oh, wow. Um, just the <laughs> act of doing this movie strained, you know, my business, strained Matt's business. Like, you know, we raised a bunch of money for Indiegogo. Like in, in a month and a half, we raised almost a million dollars in that first month and a half with Indiegogo. But when you do that, when they're giving you money like that, they're they're not going to buy t-shirts that month. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, the, mo- the month that they, you know, that, that we launched all of that, I lost like $150,000, oh, wow. you know, at, on Ranger Up, you know, instead of making, you know, m- money. And so, um, like, there are always trade-offs, there are always challenges. And, uh, you know, we've had inventory crises, we've had vendors screw us over, we've had all kinds of things that put you in a position where you're like, you know, this is this is untenable, this is a brutal mm-hmm. situation, and I don't know how to get through it. And mm. what you have to do in those moments is first just make the decision that you're not going to quit yep. and you're going to get through it. And then you systematically attack the pieces. Mm-hmm. Amen. Because if you, whenever you look at a huge problem, it can overtake you. It can eat you up. Oh, yeah. yeah you know, yeah, if yeah. you sit there and think, you know, in order for Ranger Up to work, I need to, I need to be able to make this much money and I need to overcome this obstacle and oh shit, this is harder than I thought. And to get back to where I was before the company is going to have to be this big. And I thought it was going to have to be this big and employees don't always do what you want them to do. And this system isn't (laughs) as good. Like it becomes overwhelming and you eat yourself up alive and you, 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 that's how you quit. You convince Mm -hmm. yourself it can't be done. Um, you have to just, you have to take quitting off the table and say, well, here's what I have to do. What can I get done today? Uh, and you, you get you get something done, and then the list goes from 100 things to 99. Right. Well, you do that 100 days in a row, and all of a sudden, you don't have a problem. Amen. And, and I think that's where people where people fail because they it hurts so much when you're in crisis that people want it to be over fast. And most of the time, you are in some kind of crisis, no matter who you are. Right. The bigger a business gets, the scarier the challenges are. Back in the day when Ranger Up was small and I was still working, I could solve a problem for $5,000 and I could write a check from my checking account and it'd be done. You know, now a problem is a half a million dollars. <laughs> you know, now a problem is, uh, you know, cash flow on thousands and thousands of shirts and... Yep. Um, you know, 
missing now is significant. So you have to be better. You there's more pressure on you. It's not less as you get more successful. And so you almost have to embrace it. You embrace the chaos, you embrace the stress. And at the end of the day, I just always look at it like this. You know, uh, man was created to struggle. Mm-hmm. Right. As cool as it sounds to just sit around and bask in money, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't think that's a good lifestyle. I don't think that's worthwhile. Even if somebody handed mm-hmm. me a billion dollars right now, I would have to do something. I would have to accomplish yep. something. Uh, otherwise, you're just taking up space. Uh, so, amen. you know, I, I used to be, I used to think like that when I was younger, like, oh, if I can just do this, then everything will be easy. But now it, it's all about, you know, if I can just do this, I'll be better. That's, and I'll be able to exactly handle it, uh, more in the and, future and I'll be able to do even cooler <clears throat> things. And that's uh, what this movie has been for me is this is this was incredibly difficult and uh and really tested me in every way and I think all the guys would agree with that, you know, um the stress of putting all of this together financially, emotionally, balancing mm-hmm. it with the the other businesses, balancing it with being a you know, a husband and a father. Oh yeah, brutal, yeah, really brutal. Like maybe the hardest, you know, combination of events that I've I've dealt with, mm-hmm. you know, like professionally as a civilian, um, but you know, so worthwhile. You know, <laughs> I know so much more now than I did two years ago. So whatever it is, you know, like no matter what your challenge is, it's really easy to think that you're alone. But you have to, if you kind of open your mind a little bit, you realize that everybody's in crisis. The the moments of true happiness and lack of stress are few and far between, no matter who you are, whether you're even, even David Rutherford, you know, I'm sure as your, uh, as your business, I've watched your business grow a lot in a very short period of time. I'm sure that hasn't been easy, you know, um, you know, there's just a trade off for, for, for everything. And, you know, that's how you develop. Yeah, the, I mean, the clarity is in chaos constantly. Yeah. I mean, and the, the best thing about it, man, and I just the more we get to know each other, and I, I kind of this when I boil it all down, I was like, hey, look, man, I'm kind of an explorer by birth, by nature. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, yeah. I move on to something that's always kind of piquing my interest. You hear about something or you get a whiff of something, you're like, hey, man, let's go check that out. You know, I might get bit, but who cares? And you could tell that. The greatest thing about it, you know how it'll never fail, is because it's not about the money, man. When that stuff went bad, you didn't care about that. You're like, damn it, I don't want my, I don't want to lose this. The dream. Because you back it all the way up to giving shirts to your kids, and then, I mean, think about that. Yeah, you know, I was just passing out some shirts to some kids, trying to keep them in line, whatever. Now, nah, you know, I, I don't know, they're everywhere. That kind of thing, it's just it's taking it to that one deal. Even if you do hit those speed bumps, man, it's like, I, I'm not worried about that because the passion I have for this is what, what drives me. Well, I, I, that's it, right? And and when you think about what Nick just said, and your story is awesome, brother. I mean, that's exactly what we're hoping when people come on that they share that. Listen, you know, I I, I wasn't gonna. Yeah, it was it hard? Did I almost fail? Did I skirt the edge? A hundred percent. But I was so moved inside. I I have to do this. This is part of who I am. This is a dream, and it's worthwhile. It's worth the pain. It's worth the sacrifice to get to that end goal. So and that's what I love about it. Man. We break it down on how, like, some some people, their whole their life led, was just one constant to one never quit story. 
Yours was like us. How are you getting your, your, your butt stepped on every damn day kind of deal? <laughs> but the funny part about it, I, I completely understand where you're coming from on this one. When you become successful, guys, when you, when you kind of think like we do, man, it's like, I, I don't really care about myself. Now I got responsibilities to other people. I mean, I can go without eating for a couple of days. I love doing it in the teams, man, and I, I can handle it. You know, that's the thing. When it all boils down, if you got a guy like him in charge, he, he ain't going to – when the junior guy screws up, he ain't getting rid of him. Or, I mean, you'll get him in shape, but, like, I, I ain't going to have to come all the way to the boss to get rid of this one. Amen. And that's, that's what I love about y'all's story and how y'all – and the, the beauty about it is because we had Matt on with one T earlier, and he <laughs> – when you talk about each other, and even it's to us, but no, then other listeners, and we do the same thing, man. I never bag on my boys. And, and, and a perfect example is this. So, uh, for instance, I was giving a brief. I'm like, hey, man, we got a timeline. We got to get to this target. And when I was briefing, I was like, we're going to be good, man. We, all of us are quick runners. We'll get under this timeline, all my boys, and this, and the other. And then when the, he left, all my boys were like, what the hell are you talking about, Trail? You, we can't even, we clock you with a sundial. Right? <laughs> there ain't no way in hell we're making that. You know what I'm talking about? So, uh, you know, ultimately, we're explaining everything about what's going on in our relationships, man. But we have, it's no problem to, to pick that apart about it. It's like, he's the that's the hustle, man. You just right. It is that. It's the hustle. So, Nick, one of the cool things, you know, when you look, like again, somebody takes a look at what you built, where you've come, how far, how big you are. Then, you know, you hear the part where, well, my dream was to make a movie, so I did it. What? What? In where in your brain did it? It go, oh, yeah, this is a good idea. Why did you want to go through with this madness? I've always wanted to make a movie. Um, always. There is a scene in this movie. It's an action sequence to a particular song uh, that I, I came up with in 1992. <laughs> <laughs> you know who else did that? Spielberg. I, did he really? I, I, what he's, exactly what he's saying is like I just wanted to make a movie. That's, That's exactly, what, and I think Scorsese same thing. He's like, I don't know, man. I just thought I could make a good movie. <laughs> you know, it, it's awesome. Just uh, so I've always wanted to do it. I've been making skits and videos forever. Um, the problem for me has always been I, I I've written a couple of scripts. There's I didn't love them enough. I'm I'm very self critical, but like I, I I finished a couple scripts. I liked them, but I didn't love them. And then um, Jared came uh, came to me with the concept for Range 15, and I I really thought that this would be gold if we if we uh, made sure that we put you know the, the the military elements in it. So the first version of the script was written by uh, Billy J, and he's a he's a civilian that was a Article 15 fan. And he volunteered to go hang out with the guys and throw something together. So basically it was, it was Matt, Rocco, and JT getting drunk and, and just shooting a bunch of ideas his way. And he took notes the whole time and went away and he wrote a script. But because he wasn't military, the script had like a – it had a real college kind of feel to it instead yeah. of a military feel. So um, I rewrote it. Then Ross Patterson rewrote it. Then everybody threw an input, and then I rewrote it another 26 times <laughs> over, the, over the course of about a year. Wow. And, uh, um, but it, it was the script. Once I, once I felt like there was a script that I really believed in, 
that I thought we could do something with, then I, that was it. That's the first step. So from there, like there, there was never any doubt in my mind that we could do a movie. And, and I'm not going to even say I'm weird that way because I think you probably have tons of people on your show that have that same belief. But um, I've basically found that nothing in life is that hard if you if you commit to it. All right. No, right. Uh, I mean, if you just want to write something you know, down in gold and or, 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 or that you can paint up in the sky that everyone can see all the time, it needs to be that. Uh, amen. Maybe we should put it on the flag. I think so. I think that'd be perfect. <laughs> so, do we know right? anybody in Congress yet? <laughs> Soon. Yeah, they're coming. We, we'll be there. You know, so that that's that that's my kind of belief system. So um, I, I'm not the smartest guy in the world. You know, I'm definitely not the best looking guy in the world. But my, my superpower is that I've I've very rarely met anybody that can outwork me. They exist, and I'm always and when I meet them, I hang on to them for dear life because. Um, but but I work, and so I knew that if I uh, if I committed to this, that I would figure it all out one way or the other, uh, whether it was you know by smashing repeatedly into a wall or you know finding smarter people that could teach me. I, I knew I would figure it out. One of my favorite parts about this, and you and I have had this conversation, I think, several times now, is, is yeah, it's, it's you guys got together to bring this wonderful idea to fruition, right? You, you worked hard. They developed the script. They yeah. really pushed themselves to create it. But then when you released it out to everybody else and said, hey, we need your help. We want you to be a part. It's for you. It's for us, the veteran community. The response, in my opinion, was a phenomenon. Do you guys feel the same way? Insane. Yeah, that was insane. Uh, honestly, we all we thought we were gonna we thought we were gonna get to our goal, and we we even thought like, hey, you know, maybe we'll even make it to five hundred thousand. Um, but that was like the stretch goal. We were blown away. I mean, absolutely blown away. Uh, and, and and for that matter, even blown away that you know that Marcus got involved, you know. So, for Appreciate those of that, you that don't know, um, David, you know, David called me up one day and was like, "I've I've got a buddy that I think might be interested in in uh, getting involved in this project." And I was like, "You know, who's that?" He's like, "Ah, oh, Marcus Luttrell." And I'm like, "Ha ha, you know, funny." <laughs> and he was like, "No, no, I think he'll do it." And uh, next thing you know, Marcus is making a video for us, and we went from like three hundred and fifty thousand. Oh, I forgot to about that. That's right. Yeah, that was five hundred. I was in the car running down Virginia, and your biggest fans, y'all's biggest fan is my wife. <laughs> <laughs> which your means, I, awesome. which means I'm your fan. Your wife's awesome. You need, to, you need to make sure you hold on to that one. Yeah, I mean, I was go, I was doing the whole thing, especially in my house. I was like, there ain't no army dudes getting in here. I, wait. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's a bravado thing, right? And, 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 and of course, you know, you're talking about them when they come in the room, like, "Hey, baby, he's my buddy, and he's in the army." You know, <laughs> but she loves them, and she and we were driving down the road, and I was, I think, man, I was in a bad pain levels were up. You know, I was really one of those. She goes, "You're doing this video, smile, you know, get into it." And then when she started explaining to me what was going on, I was like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna get, we're gonna rock this one." Well, the funniest thing to me was like Nick when I'm telling him this. He, he, because Nick, I love you, brother. You are one analytical dude. Your mind is as soon as somebody puts something in front of this guy, his brain—you can see the gear, the gears go into high op overdrive, right? Like the eyes, you he, see him he, dilate. He, he, yeah. see, he just like he's thinking about fifty, sixty other things that you're like still on the first little tidbit, right? So I'm telling him, he looks at me, he goes. 
he goes, now, David, you know, I, you know, I, from what I see of Marcus, it, it, it's, it, you sure he'd be good for a zombie comedy movie? You know, and I was just like, I'm like, dude, Nick, let me tell you what. You, you don't know him, man. He's one of the funniest, most twisted human beings on the planet. You're going to love him. It, was, it wasn't that I was worried about him being good. It was I didn't want to insult him. God, that, was the, I mean, that was the concern. I, I was let like, me, you let know, me tell you what, man. Cause, cause you, don't, you don't remember this, Marcus. We met we met a long time ago. You were in uniform, uh, were doing, right? What's that? Were you in uniform? No, no. It was right, right after you got out. You were doing a... A speaking engagement um, uh, right outside of Fayetteville. Yeah, and you and Ranger Up had just started. Uh, we, this was a this was this was a while ago, and you and I had a couple beers in the back of a bus. Oh, nice! Hey, man! That, <laughs> hey, hey! No, no! I I have no doubt that that was back in the day, man. I was rolling in and out of surgeries. I was always in pain back then, man. I didn't I didn't laugh a lot. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah, no, so. no. But then, you know, I met you a few other times, but you, you know, you were speaking. So once again, like serious work. So the only thing I knew about you really was, you know, this is like an intense dude, you know, well, well, I was always at work, you know, what I'm talking about <laughs> you know, statesman, you know, like, and, uh, <laughs> So oh, when, yeah, we, when, we definitely screwed that up, me being in the movie. There no, there's no statesman. That, yeah, that yeah, over. Sorry about that. Yeah. But, you know, when David called me, I was like, I, I almost had to clarify, like, I, I want to make sure you understand what kind of movie this is. You know, this is not Black Hawk Down. Like, we're not, right. <laughs> there will be no poignant moment, you know? And uh, Matter of fact, we're going to take so, him all the way to the other end. That's <laughs> 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 what they did. Uh, I know. <laughs> I, know. Like, I mean, I'm not going to spoil it or anything, but I mean, don't be a spoiler. Yeah, man. I know. I'll stop there. I'm yeah. not even going to go anymore. Yeah, I can see. Oh, you got it. Got it. All right. People, so people, people have seen the trailer. <laughs> hey, hey, I. You don't know what happens. <laughs> don't take that from me, damn it. You don't know what happens. <laughs> so, so, Nick, when people are listening to this, man. They're going to hear they're going to hear a bunch of guys laughing and coming together. And they're hearing your story uh, of perseverance and coming together then with with Matt and JT and and Vince and, and Marcus. And, you know, one of the other amazing things that I, I think is going to happen with this is you're going to connect with a whole other group of people out there who really not only just veterans who are struggling to believe that a dream outside of the military can tr come true, but you guys are rewriting the book for every Absolute, creative yeah. person out there. Are you guys feeling that as well? We feel the pressure to be, we, I mean, even you got to know that's happening. Even if he hadn't, I mean, people, there's people that that's a, that are doing that, that you guys, that you don't even know. Absolutely. We're, we feel a lot of pressure to be successful with this for that reason. You know, if, um, think about it like that. if this, if this movie can make its mark and, and, and you know, and, and kind of it is something I, we're not looking for blockbuster status, but if this thing can become a super troopers, a, a cult classic that kind of hangs around, then we really have created a pathway to success for anybody. Yeah, you know like, what? I, I didn't a, think about it. It's a I'm sorry. It's a playbook. Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't think about it like that. To you, to you said those couple words. And look, man, I get it. You're coming out and you're doing something no one's ever done. Ever. And I, I mean, I looked at it like that, but not in the, in the terms where you think, man, if you screw this up, you're going to let us down. No, you. 
you're not, man. You know why? Because you were the first. You came out of the gates. I mean, I, 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 look, the first dude out of the airplane has the mo- my most the respect out of me. I'm scared to death jumping out of airplanes, man. So that first guy, in my mind, I'm like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. So I, if he's willing to do it, I'm going to do gonna it. Go I'm going to go, right? I mean, that's how I have to break it down, man. But, but don't think about it like that. You need to think about it in the, in, in the way we're... Never quit. Yeah, man. Like, I, hey, that's a good thing. That's the way I'm that's built. That's the way I'm built. Yeah. You know, you can ask, you can ask the other guys. Like, I'm the, I'm the Debbie Downer in the group. I'm always bringing up. If we don't do this, oh, no, no, I, that, yeah, that, yeah, I'm, the, I'm that guy too on our team here. <laughs> if we don't do these three things, the world will end, guys. And they're like, "Come on, Nick, things are going well." It's just the way I am. Well, I, you know, the, the, the here and here, that's a, that's a, that's a poignant statement that you made there, and, and that self awareness. But in, in my mind, I, I know you now, brother. I, I, that's not a negative way to be. What you're doing in my, you're covering your basis. And, and that's the way you're looking at it, right? You're thinking of all the contingencies, all the different possibilities. And that's what the never quit mindset takes. Yeah. And I, hey, look, what I know about you, man, and that's, this is a problem with some, some of our teammates are like this too. We, we, we know, we have you in the SEAL teams. Don't think that we don't. <laughs> and what, what we've learned, man, is kind of like you'll never stop. All right. And I, I mean, That's I was true. guilty of this when I first, it took my wife because I never took time to, yeah, to, she's when I started to enjoy it. You know, I had these goals set for myself. As soon as I hit them, man, she, we backed off the throttle and it was enjoy it for the rest of the time out, man. That's, cool. that's, a, that's, that's something you can slip into, right? I mean, it's easy to do that for guys like, like him. I mean, you I, start, I don't know. I might, let's ask him, Nick, do you think if you have the epic success that I believe and we, Marcus believes you're going to have, you, you're, you, what, will you throttle down and, and enjoy it, or will you throttle up? I, I don't. Th- I don't think so. I think you you, you throttle up because you got you got a limited amount of time to get things done. You know. Yeah, because we don't um, know which way we're going. <laughs> I'm telling him that all the time. Like, hey man, I don't know if I'm going up or down, so I'm gonna make uh, I'm gonna have a good one here because yeah, I mean. <laughs> the problem is, my wife is the same way that I am. Oh That's no! Oh, yeah. well, oh I, no! I, I married I, I married a woman that. Uh, uh, also has a let's get everything in the world accomplished mentality. So, you know, there's no, it's hard to throttle back. And that's, that's perfect because if you're doing it with your family, then it's on. Yeah, like, I, I mean, if, yeah. if Melanie's oh, yeah. the opposite of, 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 of me and she, I bring it down to, she has me enjoy because if I was doing my thing, she was doing her thing. It wouldn't work, wouldn't work out with for yeah. you. Yeah. All right, Nick. Yeah. Right, right now, as we speak, my wife is making like packets of information for people that are helping us promote the movie. Oh, you know? because we thought like you right had you in a padded room because you. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's, that's where right. he sleeps in that, yeah, right? He's in the padded room. I'm sitting in L.A. right now. This is I'm in a hotel in L.A. This is the uh, the be- the uh, bedboard. Bedboard. Yeah. Are you in the infamous Ranger Up shooting hotel? We are. We are. <laughs> right there on Sunset. <laughs> right. The only place to stay. Right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're, we're, we'll finish up this segment of the show with this last question. And it really is, you know, I, 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 I asked Chad this when we finished. And at, at when, when, you know, at the end of your days, when, when you're in the ground and you're pushing up tombstones and you're up in, at St. Peter's, getting ready to go in and have a beer with your buddies you know, and you look down. What do you want people to say about you, Nick? What What do you want to? What do you want? What legacy do you want to be remembered for? 
I don't I don't worry too much about a legacy. I just I, I want to um, I I always want people to be able to look at me and say that you know he tried to do the right thing, uh, tried to tried to treat people well, um, and and took care of the people around him. Like I would like people to say that I left more than I took. And really, that's it, you know, other than the obvious things of I would like to leave behind, you know, children that are, are good human beings, balanced and contributing members of society. But hey man, it's, yeah. it's just the way you carry yourself and the, what you said the first time. That, that is just an automatic. That, Amen. That would that would that would have been the case. You know what I mean? Uh, when, yeah. you, when you hear a guy say like that, uh, you don't have to tell me that you take care of your kids either. Yeah, I, I yeah, got yeah. That. That's, you know Paul, that's in there. That's uh, built uh, right. into his I mean, character. Right? I understand where you're coming from, and I'm like, I I know exactly what all that comes behind what you just said. So, well, before we 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 can't we can't off here because we're gonna you know we're gonna put this out uh, like a week or two before the the release of uh, Range 15. How can people get on board to support you guys? How can they go see the movie? What can they do to, to just really get behind it and, and, and raise the flag? Yeah, so um, right now to get tickets for Range 15, you go to range15.com. Um, and and that, that's the place to get tickets. And right now we've got 300 theaters showing it. By the end of next week, it should be up to 400. Um, our goal is to get to 1,000 by opening day, which is June 15th. And... Uh, if there isn't a theater near you, you can you can request one. Right, we're going right through the same. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's so. awesome, brother. Well, listen, you know we're 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 praying for you. We're pulling for you. We're your we're your biggest fans. And and uh, you know, Marcus was joking to Matt with one T uh, earlier, and 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 he wants to make sure that in that sequel that's that's rattling around in all your brains that. He gets to have a bigger part, dude. <laughs> <laughs> or, or at least you know, that, that, the one deal, has, you got to keep it constant because when I, I want that, that kind of like, I, I know exactly what part you're, he plays. It doesn't matter what, what movie, it can it's be. the same thing happens every time <laughs> in a different way or something. Totally, totally. I love it. No matter what kind of movie it is. I mean, it could be a love story that's serious and have me walking across the street waving because I saw you and get hit by a car. You know what I mean? Just something. Oh, my God. I didn't see that coming. It came out of his chest or something. So there you have yeah, it. Matt, Matt with one T and I have to do our, our knee slide yeah, mag change it, off each other's belts. I love it. Kind of, I yeah, love yeah. it. I mean, well, well, Nick, brother, thank you so much for being on. And uh, you guys who are listening right now, be sure to tune in to the After Actions Report on uh, the TNQpodcast.com site where Nick's going to come back on and he's going to tell you the how-to to to develop the Never Quit Mindset. So thanks, Nick. Oh, thank you. My pleasure. He's more than just a Ranger officer, isn't he? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's a smart dude. I give you an idea of what's leading those Rangers as well. I mean, oh guys God. like that's, that's well, right? not only that, but also who's leading the charge on the vets out there that are aspiring to be vetrepreneurs or entrepreneurs. Yeah. I mean, you talk about going down to your last thirteen hundred bucks, right? 
I mean, that's remarkable. I mean, you know, I, I forgot to mention the story about Fred Smith, you know, going to Vegas with his last, you know, couple thousand dollars betting in on blackjack and coming back for that. Now, now Nick doesn't sound like he's he's, he's that radical, but he stuck with it. He didn't Good quit man. on his I dream. Mean, he went down that road. He just didn't go as far as Fred Smith had to go, <laughs> throwing that down on the black. Right, right, or right. Whatever he was playing. But he he stayed true to that dream, and and look where he is now, man. When when he talked about, you know, just you know, living to, to live life and to look at his life as something that's valuable and something that's meaningful, and and to do that when that's what driving him and walking away from that giant career, I mean, that's the never quit spirit we're talking about. I mean, I, I mean, we I love when I hear these stories; they get me fired up, bro. Oh. I mean, and what I took from him, and that my lessons learned on that one mm-hmm. is, they got ferocious appetites. I mean, you know, talking about what they want to achieve, and the way I look at it, it, you could put them in any kind of situation. So they they came through, they used it to for the good things and to get out of the bad. And I mean, the way I kind of look at it is like, if, you, if everybody out there has an appetite for something. Right, yeah. ferocious appetite. I, amen. So amen. It, if you learn how to channelize it, like those guys, like if I was addicted to drugs, I'd use my alpha, that ferocious <laughs> mentality, to stop. You know what I mean? Right. And then these guys t- took all of that and kept switching it around because it, it pivots. Right, it goes from the good to the bad, but the attitude stays the same. Always, always in there, always in line. I mean, how else can you go from? You know, making those blank T-shirts and giving them to, you know, the cadets he was training at, at Duke at grad school to one of the biggest military T-shirt companies in the world. But now he's making a movie. And those best ideas that, you know, and most of them that people, the people have come in here, those ideas started with doing, trying to just do something normal. Just do something nice. You notice that? Like, That's the wild part, right? I mean, they just kind of like, you know, I'm make some T-shirts for kids. I'm going to... I'm going to start this no matter wh- how much or what they started out with. It started out for, to help people. And then if it grows into some huge conglomerate and it's still helping people, well, then there's something special. Well, that's the beauty of Matt's story, you know too, I mean? right? I mean, Matt got on. I say that right? I got to. Yeah, you're, you're spot yeah. on. I'm tracking. Matt, Remember, my, I, hey, would you get, <laughs> make my point for me, please? I, I, <laughs> so what Marcus <laughs> is saying, man, is that you, you got to have the desire to get up every day, to get back in the fight, to just wake up, to stick with it. And, but, and, what, and use what you got. It's there. I mean, if, you've been if, you, blessed if, with if you are really good at being in a hole, then you can be really good getting out of it. You know, all you have to do is turn is, is think Flip about it. it. Yeah. Think about it like that. Oh, like, I love where your head's at in that. Right. Because I, so I, often we think of that success and in terms of only the success as well. Guess what? The never quit mindset is focused on those failures, too. And you've got to recognize as the listener what Nick was it's talking bo- it's about. It's born from that. It's born out of that. It's not born from that. I mean, that, that immediate success. No. It's not. I mean, just because, for instance, baseball player. We got a great baseball player. All right. I mean, it, it was obviously born from all that hard work to get him there. You just can't be just, hey, I think I'm going to be a baseball player and walk out there and do it. No, no, no. It's whatever whatever I, your thing I is. I went fly fishing. The other, for instance, I went fly fishing the other day with uh, Adam LaRoche and, and Willie, Ro- Willie Robertson, right? It was his Two birth, good mugs, birthday. yeah. Great, guy, great guys, man. And Adam, great fly fisherman, catching multiple fish willie you know he's a duck hunter <laughs> and my mentality really was i'm not a fly fisherman was the fact that i have seen a river runs through it a <laughs> hundred times the metronome t- right 
I mean, he teaches them how to help and goes into it. I was like, well, I know that movie. I can't. I, I, I didn't get catch fish. <laughs> I, I used my, my that, that mentality, that, all that fire that I had to, to the thinking that I could fly fish. Do it. Have you ever seen a knot go into a fly fish? And, <laughs> No. It is unbelievable. I mean, if you could, if someone could take a, a frame by frame camera shot or a video right. of a knot forming in a fly fishing rod when you do, when you whip it instead of right. you know ten and two deal, yeah, yeah. it is amazing. I mean, the guy literally, the guy that was out there, he would hand me a rod, and while he was down fixing the other one, I'd literally hand it back to him. That was the first half of the day, <laughs> but I, you stuck with it, oh, didn't man. it? I, because the the point was with me is being out there. Being I just being there. with some of my best buds. I mean, great solid men. Yeah. That, that, and and being out there in that wilderness with those with the elk and, the, and staying and, yeah, at it and just trying and trying because the reward in my mind after going through all of that, yeah. even if it was a little bit of fish, would have been exceptional because my story would have been like you don't understand what I had to go through <laughs> to get this fish. That's that's how I think, man. I love I'm it. like, yeah, I this is it. what I got out of it, but I don't care about that. I right. don't care about that fish. I care about the whole story. It's the whole it, journey. I, I don't have any stories to where I'm like, oh yeah, I went in there, man, it went down just like it, it was, was supposed simple. to. Right. It was simple. That's not how our lives are. That's why we're team guys. It's not how the never quit life works. And that's why we do the show. That's why we had Nick on. And that's why we're doing it for you. So, listen, we really want you to come back. We're, we're really privileged. Go see Range 15 here in a little bit. But, but more importantly, you know, come back to us because we want to be and provide you with the information, the knowledge, the knowledge base to help you develop your never quit story. Uh, and if you want to listen to the second half of Nick's How To, go to tnqpodcast.com for the After Actions Report with Nick, where he gets into the nitty gritty. He gives solid, sound advice on how to wake up every day and pursue your dream to do the right things, to be the good man that you know you want to become or woman you want to become. So check us out there. And while you're there, don't forget to visit the teamneverquit.com, the entire website, Check out the Team Never Quit speakers and look for our great store. We got great new gear. We got the ammunition that, you know, the TNQ ammunition. Man, we got all kinds of cool stuff and you can learn more about. And, and one of the kickers that we really want, and I think what, what's really important to Marcus and I and, 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 and our listeners is that you realize that we care about your story too. And so if you feel up to it, because we, we want you to know that even with the good, we want the bad, right? Yeah, it's one of the deals where, hey, you know, I, I don't want to come on there and tell my story because it's nothing compared to what you went through. Man, hey, look, I can guarantee you some of that stuff I had to go. It's an elevation. Pro, it's a it, it, the end of the road. Doesn't matter what I went through and what you went through, man. That, that's just because we were in different situations. Yep. The in between is the same. And it's that ability. Did I make to, that right? You totally. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Oh. I'm tracking, man. I my listen. My my Marcus metrics are dialed in. So I don't, I, man. I, <laughs> just make sure that with that because I don't want people leaving here going. I am so confused. <laughs> what he's trying to say, folks, is listen. Your story's important to us. All right. We want you to submit. If you feel up to it, go to tnqpodcast.com. Write up your never quit story and submit it. If you have a great family member or friend that you admire and they've got a great story, have write their story up and submit it. Send us a video and post them right there. We're going to have a section where you can post all those things. And I'll tell you what, if it's a doozy, 
If it's one that knocks our socks off, is if 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 me, Marcus and the Wizard, the guy who runs this whole shenanigan, right? If 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 we are knocked on our boots, we're gonna get you on the show. Uh, I want you want to look behind the eyes. We want. I mean, we, we want to know where it came from and how you got there. So that's what we're looking because for. Because that feeling's the same. Amen. No matter what. It is, man. That's what unites us. That's what brings us all together in a human condition and the never quit mindset. So we always like to finish by thanking the people and the, and the things in our life that make the most. So I'll start out. I, I'd love to thank God for the inspiration you have, Christ in my heart. I'd like to thank my family, most in particular, the Admiral, my wife, my children, my friends, my teammates, all those who supported me over the years. And most especially, I'd like to thank you, the listener. Marcus? Uh, thank God for giving me my abilities. Thank all the people in my life up to this point that uh, taught me how to use them. Thank the, the boss lady for, for marrying me and giving me the uh, what my definition of heaven on earth is. Exactly. I mean, we don't know which way we're going, right? right? I mean, trying real hard, man, but ultimately we're going to make, make what I got here. And everybody out there who's listening and uh, and... Every time you, you write in, you tell us thank you, and that's all you I mean, you don't even have to do that. We, we, we really appreciate it. You, got, you have no idea. Amen. Right. We're out. out.